Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I have something really fun today, and it is an interview with Indra Rensler. Uh, Indra is a, well, a lifetime spiritual seeker. So I think he has that in common with a lot of us. He's a healer, a teacher, and he offers life readings for his clients based on astrology, Vedic astrology, particularly, and the Enneagram of personality. Those are his primary modalities. And if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what any of that is. No problem. That's why he's here. He's going to help us understand. So he uses those two modalities, uh, both individually and in conjunction to help people understand their way in this world, how to live beyond their conditioned stories, which we talk about on this show all the time, and how to be truly more in the moment of their lives. He works with people from all over the world and all ages. And like us, they are looking to improve themselves and their lives and explore their spiritual path. So that's enough out of me. Indra, how are you today? Thank you so very, very much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm I'm really interested to see what I have to say. I'm I am that introduction. Too. Who knows? <laughs> I know it. Introductions Who knows are always indeed. <laughs> introductions are always so strange to hear about yourself. You're like, oh, is that what I do? Oh, is that who I am? <laughs> Turns out. So speaking of that, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about you and about your journey? Me and my journey. I'm glad you didn't ask me who I am because that's that's a question of a lifetime. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been a I guess a, you'd say a spiritual seeker my whole life. I I found a metaphysical bookstore in 1970 or 71 when I first moved to California, and uh, in this bookstore I bought. Um, different kinds of metaphysical spiritual books and i also bought astrology books and i started studying both um at that time and for years and and probably and still really um though i don't read too many astrology books but i do occasionally read an astrology book too um who am I? Uh, you know, I was a seeker and um, I kept feeling it wasn't the time. And I worked on uh, the family years, kind of, I don't know if you have a family, but those family years, you get sucked up into other things that you need to do. And and in fact, they, uh, they provide meaning for our life and they are a stability because we... Uh, we're uh, learning about ourselves. We're learning. Uh, we're developing our ego. We're developing our abilities. We're we're, we're having a lot of new firsts in our life. And uh, and then when the family grows up and you get your what I call get your life back, uh, you <laughs> it's know, very you get back, yeah, <laughs> it can it, it certainly can be for many people. And then you get your life back. I think everybody at. Uh, 
I won't say everybody. I should say that uh, I, I, frequently uh, people in their uh, in their midlife crisis, uh, 40, 45, 50, that they go back, they tend to go back to things that they did in their 20s, the things that they got left when the family started. And uh, and so uh, in my at 52, when um, my uh I moved from the place I'd been living. I'd been living in a spiritual community for 20 years and that was done and the kids were grown and my wife and I uh, separated. Uh, I had a new start at 52 and I started by, uh, well, I started by meeting this, this Enneagram master who explained to me how Enneagram and astrology work. But then from there and not, not and then because that was big so i don't want to just slough it off just just sleep right by that <laughs> yeah i don't want to just slough that off but uh, that was an incredible two weeks in in hawaii actually and then i went to india and and there in a sense this was the beginning of a of a new life and i was i've been a world traveler since then i've only had one winter in the u.s since 98 except for these last now two COVID winters, there was sure. only one other winter. Uh, so I became a world traveler and uh, uh, I had a business uh, importing uh, uh, handicrafts and I sold uh, out of my BW van for 12 years, uh, 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 jewelry and spiritual items, singing bowls and textiles and, and uh, hemp items and and bags and shawls and scarves and uh, really fun stuff we had 200 stores at the height wow. and then that sort of disappeared because i got kind of tired traveling it wasn't so much an age traveling but it was just that my time had changed and it was time for me to get back to this astrology and enneagram and to do this thing that I'd always wanted to do, which was to, I suppose, make a career of it, share it. I would, sure. I would say was the, was the, was the idea. It was, you know, it could have been, it, it could be a way to support myself, but I don't think that that was the main focus. I think the idea was to share and help people through this information. And um, I like to say, I, I forget exactly what you said, but uh, you said improving, I think. And I like to say that I don't, I'm not interested in giving you a better story. I'm interested in giving in, in getting you out of story. That's the better story because the better story implies, and, and it's a stage that we all have to do. The better story Im, implies that the, that the, the better job, uh, the, the, the more pay, the, the better relationship is going to bring us happiness. And in fact, they don't, I mean, they may for a while, but in essence, they don't really scratch the itch on our backs, which is, is to, um, and I just read this in a, in a book, I think it was yesterday, is that we, we're looking for um, uh, a completion and we'll never find that completion in in objects oh. and so we keep looking for it was the it was that uh, I'm, I'm trying to grab onto this thought i had last night is that um what lasts 
this was occurred to me, and this is what the book said, is that we get to a place where we want to try to find things that last rather than are temporal. And this becomes an issue. Have you ever had this experience? Oh, absolutely. The idea that something outside of us is going to make us complete and it's not. Yes. So, so, yeah. so the idea is that what, what lasts? And I remember, I think it was around this time, 20 years ago, when I was in this life transition, that what is it that stays with it? What, what is us that, that doesn't leave the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the joy of intimacy, that doesn't last. The joy of relationship, the meal doesn't last. Uh, the kids, the glow with the kids, changes. I mean, it may still be there, but it also changes and, until maybe they get to be a teen. And then that's uh, that, you know, <laughs> then you're really tested. You can be really tested. And and so this, this is a, a natural part of the cycle. And so in this question, I think that it wasn't, I was already searching, but I think that it, it refocuses the searching. And of course, my, my searching changed as I, as I started spending more and more time in India. I spent winters in India. The last time I went to India, I was there seven months. Oh, wow. I ended up staying uh, four months more. It's the first time in 20 years that I ended up uh, not taking my ticket back and, and basically blowing up my life to a degree. Sometimes you got to do that, I guess. So you offer your clients life readings. Would you just tell me a little bit about what on what a life reading is? So the life reading is, uh, there are three modalities in the life readings, at least three modalities in the life readings. And um, the idea is to give you a different perspective. It's to, it's to, it's, it's what I call placing yourself in life and placing yourself is, is that some people are not very grounded and, and they, they don't realize that they're not grounded. You can't compare yourself to other people. I mean, you, yes, of course we compare ourselves to other people, but you can't necessarily compare yourself to other people to know, uh, to know that I had a client one time say, you mean everybody isn't afraid? Well, well, everybody has fear, but everybody, not, but everybody doesn't have fear at their core. And and uh, and so the, this this placing in your life is, is what are the important issues? And now the fact is, is that you probably know what your important issues are, but the life reading will give you a, 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 an interpretation of it and will put it into a, a nice package for you to understand a lot better what it is that you're dealing with. Oh, interesting. And the modalities that you use, I know I already mentioned two of them. You said there are at least three. So we'll just take them in order. I know the first one, or at least one of them, whether it's not one, two, three, is Vedic astrology. And you talked about, you know, finding a book on that many years ago. Tell, tell us about Vedic astrology, you know, a little bit of the history, a little bit of the application. So Vedic astrology is the astrology of India. And uh, this Vedic astrology is kind of an interesting story that nobody talks about. It's a marketing term. Some smart guys who had been in India and had been astrologers for a long time who really understand India and understand um, the, uh, the, uh, the teachings in a way that I don't. Um, they got together in the late 80s, I believe, and they said, well, we want to bring Indian astrology to America, but if we call it Indian astrology, it doesn't work so well. So they called it Vedic astrology, and Vedic being a, a term 
an adjective based on the Vedas. Now, the interesting thing is, is that there isn't any astrology in the Vedas. There is mention <laughs> of there is mention of the nakshatras, which is the moon signs, and there is a mention of the planets. But all of the rules that we think of as astrology, the square this and the and the this that and the that that. That's not really in the Vedas. The Vedas have a much higher vibration. And most of these rules, to me, are a much lower vibration. And um, But they had this idea of Vedic astrology, astrology. Vedic astrology, astrology of India, is similar, is very similar to Western astrology. We use the same planets, though we don't, I don't use the outer planets uh, or asteroids. Uh, we use the same signs. We use the same houses. There are some different meanings, but this is uh, different meanings is, is uh, the Western astrologers don't agree with each other. The, the Vedic don't agree with each other. And if the Vedic and Western don't agree, that's just part of the game. So, um, so the big difference is, is that we cast the chart slightly differently. It's based on sidereal time or star time uh, versus tropical time, which is Western. And so the, cast is, the chart is cast 24 degrees difference and it's moving backwards. And it's, it's, on a, it's on a time differential. It's not a permanent 24 degrees. It's actually in a 26,000 year cycle. It has to do with the, the sky behind the sun that in vedic astrology we take in the sky behind the sun tropical astrology is the relationship between the sun and the earth which is the seasons and so that's the same every year but uh it, when we take into account the sky behind the sun which is different then we are 24 degrees difference uh, the two systems were the same around 400 a.d and now 15 1600 years later 72 years is a degree 24 degrees difference and so if you think of yourself as a as a leo uh a sun in western you're most likely a, a cancer sun in sidereal and um which can be difficult for for a clients uh, though i don't have too many problems but but um on the facebook pages of the newbies they they really can have some problems with it because they've identified with things being a certain sure. way sure and yeah, you get your, your heart and your head wrapped around being a certain thing and then to discover that it maybe isn't exactly what you thought can be challenging that's exactly right and 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 there are other people uh, who say, well, it fits me better. And uh, I consider that they each have a frequency. This is the each being the uh, the Western chart and the Vedic chart. And, and, and that frequency is different because uh, most things have different frequencies. I feel that the Vedic chart is better. It, 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 they always say, again, in Facebook posts, it's, it's mm -hmm. a way of getting the, the vibe of the newbies. Uh, you know, it, what's more true? Well, you know, hard to say what's more true, but I do feel that the Vedic gives a more accurate picture. And I find that it is an incredible frequency for what's trying to happen. I'm trying to get help people to wake up to who they really are. And mm -hmm. so I really want to know the story of the, of the chart. I remember uh, I've had a lot of these situations, but I remember working with a, a young lady, um, actually a spiritual teacher who had studied Vedic astrology, but she used um, 
a different adjustment so that her Vedic astrology chart was a little bit different than mine. I won't go into the specifics, but what happened was is that she was having difficulty trying to figure out why she was resisting her career. And in my chart, her, uh, if I remember correctly, her Jupiter, I think it might have even been a debilitated, I mean, a, a difficult Jupiter anyways, it moved into the 10th house, but she didn't see that on her chart. And the fact that it moved into the 10th house gave us an explanation for something that she, that, that she could feel, but not see. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I feel and, like that would totally be me as far as the newbie. Wait, which one is the right one? I want to know what is the most correct, right? We have this sort of black, white right. idea that's the rightest. It's the most true. So I totally yes. feel that. But that is well, really it's interesting. A, it's a, you know, it's a... a as you bring it up, the reality of it is, is that I, I don't, for example, I don't use calendars, you know, uh, computer calendars in setting appointments because the appointment starts when you ask, when you send me an email and, and that you, you're already expressing your vibration. And so the fact that you have you or whoever has difficulty with the change is uh, is part of your personality and so it's already expressing part of your story and and usually if i go deeper i would find uh, some uh, some uh, reasons for some astrological reasons for this or perhaps the enneagram reasons for this and um and and then it goes you know that's where it starts um so um, the um, so the subtleties of it, the point being is is that that it exposes the core stories and and the the reading is given, I like to say essence to essence. We're not uh, we're not we're talking about personality, but it's not personality to personality. We're trying to rise above that and we're trying to get a perspective like like uh, uh, I like to say, get out of the movie and into the audience watching the movie of your life. Get out of the movie of your life and get into the audience to be able to observe your life from a dispassionate pos position. It's kind of like what we talk about sometimes, though, the witness during perhaps meditation or something more observing Absolutely. your thoughts and things like that. Absolutely. That's the goal is to observe is to get out of the ownership uh, and the, and the, the, well, more importantly, the identity that that's who I am and get into the idea that, 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 uh, that who you are at the highest levels. I, again, I was reading last night is that, that, that we cross the street, but we have, there's no, uh, compulsion. There's no safety. There's no checking. The body just crosses the street. There's no thinking involved. The body, the body at a high enough state, the body will cross the road like the chicken, just to get to the other side, but there is no, no process inside. When, when, when you're in your story, then the process is just checking both ways and walking fast or walking slow or whatever. But and why am in, I going in, and why should I stay? And what would be the benefit of going in all of the yeah. thoughts that go along? Interesting. So you, you mentioned the Enneagram of personality, and we talked a little bit about this before, but I would love to get, again, sort of just a basic understanding of, of what that modality is. And sure. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. So um, the Enneagram of personality is about 60 years old. There was a teacher that uh, most people aren't familiar with. 
uh, 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 so much anymore, Gurdjieff, who was 100 years ago, and he gave us the Enneagram. He gave us the figure. It's three. It's a combination of three geometric figures. Enneagram it comes from Greek. It means nine-sided figure. And he didn't tell us where he got it. And he put a lot of different objects at the points. He put planets, he put foods, he put musical notes, but he never put personalities because I don't because I believe that uh, psychology, while it was known, was not really codified at that particular time. And it was up to a student student to come up uh, who was a psychologist and a, a, a deep uh, a spiritual seeker who uh, who put personalities at the points. And so it's the nine uh, archetypal personality types. And I, I believe it to be the archetypal system that these are the nine personality types for whatever reason, there are nine personality types. We, we need more than one personality type because we're a social species. And if we all had the same personality, not much would get done. And so, and, and so these, stories help us to free us from the two to five thousand year years of uh, uh, Judeo-Christian tradition uh, conditioning uh, crapola that we get handed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. It's the, it's the elephant uh, in the room that we can't see but that we respond to, you know, even as a young kid, you respond to it uh, instinctively as uh, until you get sucked into it. It's a little bit like pod, the pod people, you know, you, 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 you can get a, a you, the, the, our personality stories there, uh, we are um, uh repelled by them until we kind of get stuck in them and then we can't see that we're stuck so the enneagram gives us the core triggers and helps us to get back to the moment it gets us gets us free of the moment and there's no bias in the enneagram it doesn't care what story we have teachers teachers have a bias as far as what they teach from that they are better about some stories and not so good for other stories but uh the 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 enneagram doesn't care sure and so there are nine of these archetypal personalities. Is every person a single personality or are we mixtures of different personalities? Um, how does, how does that well, work? The, so we are, uh, the teaching is, is that one of them is at our core and that we will take on personas of other ones, depending on whether we're relaxation or whether we're triggered. And, and there is a specific is that a nine in stress, nine goes to six, eight goes to five, uh, seven goes to one in stress. Everybody goes to another place. It's, it's not exactly that the extroverts become introverted and the introverts become extroverted, but it's almost that. And it has an incredible beauty to it that, that each personality type goes to a certain way. And so I can sit with a client uh, at a show like last weekend and he sits down and I can tell him stuff about himself that that blows them away, them being his wife was sitting there. And, and I say, is it true? And they say, yes. And so how do I know? Well, I know because of the patterning of the behavior. I can, I can feel it. What, my approach is science and intuition. 
So, so I do use intuition, so I can kind of feel it also, but I can't feel it enough to define it. The, the, the modalities give me the definition of the patterning. I couldn't really, I like to say, I didn't really understand my wife. Uh, we were together 25 years. We loved each other, but we didn't understand each other until we got the Enneagram. And then in about three minutes, we could understand each other in a That's way fun. that we didn't understand each other before. So how do you, well, I guess a, a reading helps you understand which of these nine archetypes you might be and the other tendencies that you have in stress or when you're triggered or whatnot. But I mean, if I was to just go read a short description of the nine, would I be able to say, oh, this is definitely me or this is definitely me or this is, I have. So, so I haven't told you this, Sarah, but I'm getting this feeling that you're the sixth, the loyalist. You, I get this feeling that you're the monkey mind, that you have the monkey mind. Mm. So uh, anxiety. I doubt, shall neither confirm fear. nor deny. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> but the point is, is that we have some short, you can take some short tests. It doesn't work for everybody. There are people who have uh, will never figure out their Enneagram type. It's not a very big percentage. It's a, in fact, it's a very small percentage. But but half of the people go to it right away, and then and then forty five percent of the people have to have to work at it a little bit. What happens is is that we can have we can be ungrounded in ourselves. We can be there. There are two types nine and two that are mergy types. So they lose themselves in other people's. So they have to kind of sift through these 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 personalities you can also be merging from your from your astrology if you have your son with two or more planets or perhaps son in the 12th house there are some there are some configurations in astrology that make it difficult for people to find themselves to know who they are there are people who know right away and then there's a lot of people who 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 have trouble with that and that's uh I refer to them when I talk about placing yourself in life, I'm talking about a, a lot about them, helping them to understand who they are and, and where, they, where they sit and, and to get them to, to understand that this is a natural place and it's also what's going on for them. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's really very fascinating. And I see a lot of uh, research in my future. Um, so I know from talking, <laughs> I see I, from talking to you earlier, I know your third modality is something called the wheel of totality, which I right. honestly have never heard of before I met you. So help me understand. So the, it's not surprising that you haven't uh, heard of it because I'm not sure that anybody else in the world does it. It's something that was given to me uh, by spirit. Oh, and that's amazing. Uh, so what it is, is that there are, there's awareness in each house in astrology. And now we're talking about astrology at a much higher vibration. I like to call it pre-astrology. That astrology, when we start getting down to career for the 10th house, that's very mundane. And, and uh, a lot of the, 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 uh, how astrology is talked about is very mundane. It's very, uh, very grounded in, in, in uh, um, very worldly des desires and configurations. But the wheel of totality is at a much different vibration. And so the idea is that each house contains awareness. There's skills in each house. And if you don't have a planet, if you have a planet in a house, then you have the... Uh, 
the awareness that's in that, you have an ability to understand the awareness in that house. But if the house is empty, then you have a blind spot or a, play, or a place of ignorance about that house. There's, I use nine planets. I don't use the outer planets, again, because I feel that they're more generational. They're slower moving, they're more generational. They, they create a noise as to um, what's really going on. So in other words, if you had a planet there, if you, excuse me, if you had a planet in a house, you could say, oh, well, it's not really a blank spot because I've got a, I've got Pluto or, or Neptune there. But the thing is, is that it's only, it's Pluto or Neptune. And so it's not really, you're not really engaged in those planets the same way as you are Mercury or Mars or, or Saturn. And so I make that distinction. And, and so, so where you have a planet, you have a native ability to understand the awareness in that house. And where you don't have any planets and it's an empty house, which means that that, that, that uh, awareness is difficult for you. We don't normally start working on awarenesses until we're 50 because uh, in 20s and 30s, we're mostly developing our ego. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you say, if I say to a 20 year old, open your heart, they're gonna say my heart's open buddy. Sure. <laughs> but if you're 50, they're going to say to you, I've heard that three times this week. Tell me, tell me, how do I do that? Yeah. So, so the, the, in forties, you're, you're, you've, you've, you've come off. I like to say 35 is the height of ignorance of arrogance. And that, uh, that, you know, by the early forties, you start getting tired, whether you've got a family or not, you're starting to get tired and you, and you've had enough of the same relationship problems so that you're willing to look at some new things. And in looking at those new things, then we naturally start to look at our deficiencies, deficiencies, well, excuse me, blind spots. They're not blind deficiencies, spots. it's ignorance, ignorance built into the system. There's nine, nine planets and 12 houses. So this, this ignorance built into it, that's what we're here to do is to learn these, these uh, is to gain from, insight from these ignorances. Now, now, you might ask, being Sarah, you might ask, well, what about, you know, what about ethereally? Uh, are we blind to them there? No, we're only blind in the personality. And, and so it can be that later in life, we, we come up to our big challenges and 20s and 30s and 40s, we do overcome challenges, but they may not be the big ones. How often in, in 50s, 60s are, you, are, are people trying to come to grips with the big challenge? And the big challenges can be more these blind spots and these um, places of ignorance. Oh, that's so very interesting. And I I'm fascinated by the concept of ignorance built into the system. I have always thought, you know, there's no shame in ignorance. Ignorance is just something that you don't know. And I think I hear what you're saying is that sort of this wheel of totality combined with the Vedic astrology and the Enneagram of personality helps you not just identify where those blind spots are, but also sort of start to address them in your life so that you can take on those big challenges. Am I understanding correctly well well yes of course it's up to everybody individually but the 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 fact is is that what i like to say is is that there are there there are, the center you is right here and so enneagram is this and vedic astrology is this and wheel of totality is this so it gives you three different perspectives 
And quite often they say the exact same things, you know, I mean, uh, 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 some of the core issues will appear in all three, most likely. I mean, uh, 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 there will be uh, side issues and things that will be inherent to one, but not the others, but very often they will come up. And then I, I told uh, somebody yesterday that I, at the end of the reading, I do a, a tarot card reading. And, and so what happens is that I've taken the, the reading is a, three-hour reading. Oh, wow. And at the end of three hours, the tar card reading, I read from the book and the very thing is an affirmation. And the affirmations are usually eight words. And what happens is it takes the three hours down to eight words. I love that. <laughs> and and so I said, I said to this fellow that the thing is, is that if you don't get it from the Enneagram, you know, you say, well, okay. And then the astrology, well, okay. And then the wheel, oh, okay, yeah. Then the tarot card is gonna, you know, at that point you, you can't, you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, and it so, doesn't get and, any more clear than this. Here are eight yeah, words. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you don't words, get it, I can't yeah. help you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I can still help you. But the thing is, is then what everybody is going to do with it is up to them, you know, whether they're right. going to, you know, come back or, or uh, they are, they're changed. If they never listen to the recording, or if they never study anything, they're, they're still changed. There, mm -hmm. there are seeds that will germinate. By having your story slapped, slapped, slapped right in front of you, um, an open book right in front of you, uh, it's kind of hard to ignore. And so people will be changed. I had a, a client recently write me and said um, she was, I think, about 30 or 31 now. And I think I gave her a reading three years ago. And she said at the time that uh, she didn't really agree with what I said. But now she says she sees she's starting to think that what I told her might have some validity. So she asked me to send her the recording. So I sent her the recording and she said, yep, that's what I thought you were right. Is that just because so, we get to know each know ourselves better as we age or we're simply more open or why do you think that is? I think that's I think that's really true. I just wonder why. Why can't we see? When we're young, well, um, when it would be so much more helpful, I wouldn't live so we wouldn't struggle so much, maybe. Or maybe well, I think it's a lot. It's a well. I mean, the struggle is part of the point, but uh, I think it's a, it's all of those things. It's that we're not ready to see it yet. We're working on other things. You know, you you meet a guy, and your friend says, "I'm not sure that that's the right guy for you," and you say, "No, I think uh, he's changed." You know. I heard those rumors, but he's changed. And then, mm -hmm. you know, a year later, you say, you know, you were right. He uh, he hadn't changed. And so we have, uh, you know, it's both a gift and a, and a curse is that we, we cannot see things. And that's also a blessing in the sense of of being able to forget things and being, yeah. uh, you know, to 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 love to love your lover without getting stuck in their in their some of their negative qualities you know maybe not a neat freak or you know or maybe um whatever it is. i don't want to get into specifics sure. so whatever it is we can see past that and so that's it it can be you know everything is a blessing and a curse sure yeah i guess because everything is just part of the way it's supposed to unfold so it is and and it so unfolds to as, it's going, your, as it's going to 
And to answer your question, at certain ages, we can only see certain things and that, that there are things that are not, we're not uh, hip to, we're not looking at, we're not able to see, you know, it's like the old, I don't know if people still play pickup sticks, but uh, we used to play pickup sticks in elementary school. And, and, you know, if you want, I think they're different colors or more points. I don't know if I made that up. It doesn't matter. Sure, but I like it. Even to... if you made it up, that's how we should always play. Okay. Sticks. So in order to get the black one, which is the most points, you've got to take off two or three above it without moving them in order to get to the black one. And so that's the way life is, is that we, that we are, um, you know, we have blinds, we have blind spots. We can talk about that. Nothing to do with the wheel of totality. We have blind spots going back to relationship, you know, but he's so cute, you know, I couldn't help but uh, be attracted. And, you know, I could see where he could be a bad drunk. And then, you know, after he got bad drunk on you 10 times, you say, you know what, he's not that cute. And so <laughs> oh, that's so sad, but totally accurate. <laughs> Absolutely. I've heard that story a thousand times. You are, you are not wrong. Uh, so, uh, okay. So I, I see what you're saying. So there's sort of you at the center and these three perspectives that you provide with these modalities give your clients just a, it opens the door to some ideas about themselves that they might not have considered before. Yes, as I as I may have said that they that uh, much of what I say they're aware of, mm -hmm. but they haven't put it together. In mm -hmm. other words, they may say that they don't like, uh, uh, you know, they don't like blue shirts, but they never really figured out why. But so I put it together with, you know, that 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 whether it's a, you know, a planet or whether it's Enneagram or wheel, that that's about blue shirts. And they say, ah, so now I see. So, so I put it together in a way that it all, it all hangs together. What I like to say is that we know the puzzle parts, but being able to put, we don't know what the puzzle looks like. So it's really hard to put the puzzle pieces together. And we can also, through wisdom, we can make those puzzle pieces bigger. So instead of being a 10,000 piece puzzle, it may become a thousand piece puzzle or a 500 piece puzzle, or maybe even a 50 piece puzzle. So it just becomes a little bit easier. What do you suggest people do when you give them this new perspective and these new ideas and put their story together? What should they do with that information? Or what are some options of things to do with that information? So boy, is that not a softball? So, uh, <laughs> so people say to me at the end, okay, Indra, what do I do with all this? Yeah. So, you know, we all, we, everybody loves a good practical takeaway, Indra. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, tell so, me what I can leave and go do right now. <laughs> so what I, what, uh, what came to me was the, uh, this, this thing that I call the, the four, uh, doorways to conscious living. And, um, I'll just give you a slight backstory. I took a, um, I took a, uh, I think it was a branding class or a marketing class of some sort that I don't usually take these kinds of things because I've been in business my whole life. And, but anyways, a, a, a friend of mine's son, a friend of mine, my age's son was giving a free class and I thought, well, okay. So I took the class and in that he gave us a, 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 tech, a, a procedure to go through, which I have no idea what it was, but it was, it was that everybody has something to teach. And so here's how you figure out what you're going to teach. So, you know, a week or two after I took the class, 
I went back and so I spent about 10 minutes and uh, this is what came. And so I ended up calling it, it, it wasn't necessarily had the name right away, but, the, but the, it's the four doorways to conscious living. And so the first thing is to learn to observe that you have to, uh, you have to learn to observe. You want to watch your own behavior. You want to watch your own thinking. You want to watch how you react in situations. You want to react. You want to watch how other people react in situations and how you react to their reacting. You just want to, this is the getting out of the movie and getting into the audience is the witness. You want to take on that observer role. And then the second doorway is you let go and release what doesn't serve you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like that's to, my favorite one because I feel like that's always um, well, that's so much uh, that's easier a, said than done. That's the 95 percenter. So so right. let me read to you this quote. Uh, there's a book uh, called Letting Go. That's by David Hawkins. It's incredible. This guy, David Hawkins, he's passed on, but he's he's a he's a, a very enlightened uh, teacher and uh, has a very interesting life, including his awakening experiences at age three. So he's not an he's not an average guy. No, he I wasn't guess not. An average guy, but in this letting go, this uh, if I can read you these uh, a couple of sentences here, it Please. says letting go involves being aware of a feeling, letting it come up, staying with it, and letting it run its course without wanting to make it different mm. or do anything about it. It means simply to let the feeling be there and to focus on focusing on letting out the energy behind it. When letting go, ignore all thoughts. That's beautiful. And it sounds like it could be pretty difficult at times. I thought you were going to say that that's easy to do. Yes, of oh, course, it can be difficult. At I would times. never think that would be easy to do. I think that's maybe the hardest thing in life. People are constantly clinging to our, well, you see it, clinging to our stories, clinging to the ideas, always wanting things to be different than they are, you know, and saying, oh, I'm, I'm angry. I wish I wasn't angry instead of, you know, and trying to layer new feelings on top of anger instead of working through to the other side of that anger so well that's true but there's a place when you're so fed up with it that you're very glad to get rid of it all take it all god you know take the good get take the bad i don't care but just make sure you get the bad <laughs> yes scoop out all the bad if you take some of the good with it we're gonna be fine that is yeah um, yeah right. that was really lovely i'm gonna put the name of that book and the author in the show notes so that people can look further yeah. into that if they like all right so that was Doorway two. So that's number two is uh, letting go, uh, letting uh, letting go and releasing what doesn't serve you. So then the third door is to love yourself. And Again, then the fourth... so easy, no problem. Well... <laughs> Just love yourself. All right, everybody got it. Check. <laughs> <laughs> so then the fourth is uh, live in the moment. And so if you mm -hmm. live in the moment, then you can't help but love yourself because you because because those two are intertwined. And so how do I love myself? Well, you let go and release what doesn't serve you. And, and if you're not loving yourself, then you have more to let go. So how do I know? So, yeah, well, so there's a difference between a simple and easy. So these sure. things are simple, but they're not yeah. easy. I think that's a very good way to put it. Okay, yeah. but they very. aren't simple. They're not very complicated. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the, um, you know, 
if you if one looks at it and sees complication that's from the ego that's not from the higher self yeah i read the other day that said something that said like we are the complication in our lives right our life itself is not terribly complicated it's our thoughts and our emotions and all of the things that we put onto our circumstances that are what is truly complicated. So I've been trying to, every time I bump into a situation now that's complicated or so hard, I try to think, well, what am I putting on this situation? And I kind of feel like that's, that's what you're saying with the let go and release maybe. Um, well, the letting, uh, that you put a complication on letting it go. Mm-hmm. So you have an attachment to it. That's the complication. That is, yes. That okay. you have an expectation, that you have a need, that you have a, a desire, that you have a conditioning. You know, it may be that you have no planets in the seventh house, which means that you have trouble letting go of conditioning. It may be that you are, uh, if you were to be a six, that you would be, that the analytical uh, part of your nature it feels that that who would I be without those thoughts and those experiences because there's danger out there and if I don't and if I don't uh, prepare myself for that danger it could be on me before I know it yeah and so um, that's the complication once uh, once you get into the the mode of observing that you for example overthink everything then then the desire to let it go is right there the letting it go is is that that you you know you let it go when you're alone but then there's somebody in the room so then so then you have to let go when somebody's in the room and then you have to let go when it's your mother in the room uh yeah (laughs) and we and we all have our moments don't we just like that night and I would love it for it to be somebody else's fault. But I think, <laughs> I think what you're, what I'm hearing is that it's really, you know, when in the end, it's all about turning it back in on yourself and finding that observation. And then I think, well, I loved what you said about when you let go of everything that isn't serving you, you will love yourself. And then you will be living in the moment because in the moment you are perfect. You are exactly who and where you are supposed to be. And so how could you not love that? So it's it's in the moment. It's not actually that you were perfect. It's just that everything is perfect and there's no you. Yeah, yeah, right. That the moment itself is perfect. That all of the all of the energy present, everything about it is perfect. Is that more? Is that more accurate? Uh, more accurate, but still, you're trying to define something that's undefinable. So it's just <laughs> the moment. I guess that's and my that analytic moment, brain. Yeah. So uh, fascinating. So, that's so interesting. So the idea, the idea here is, is, is that, that uh, if you'll allow me, is, is that the analytical, what you're calling the analytical brain is, is that your, it's your personality, it's your way of looking at life. And, and so the modalities help to define those. So there's no judgment in it. Uh, there's only there's only the wisdom of the experience and in the wisdom of that experience, then uh, because there's no judgment and no and and when there's no defining, then there's the ability to let it go. And so the moment is just the moment. It, it contains the future. It contains the past. I talk about the the reality is is that as you get 
further into it, then you're not sure, did I eat or am I going to eat? I can't remember. And it's not, <laughs> it, it may be dementia, but it isn't dementia. It's like, it doesn't really matter. It's like that I ate yesterday. So, so you know, if I don't eat until tomorrow, it doesn't really matter is, is that I still have that, I'm still full from that experience of yesterday. I may not be full from the food, but mm -hmm. I'm full from that experience. And so I don't need that experience today. So everything gets really squishy and there's no sense of I, there's no sense of you, there's no sense of achievement, there's no sense of unachievement. It's just, it just is. And in that space, everything is perfect as it is. And, and it's not something we experience that for very short periods. Sure before we experience it for longer periods before we make it our a life goal right and before that's just always your experience would that be sort of well yes if you can when you get you, there absolutely yeah, that's samadhi right the nirvana state yeah well indra this has really been so very very interesting uh, i feel like i have a lot of things to think about and research and i know that the listeners are going to have a lot more questions and interest in what you do. do. Would you mind telling us where people can find you or get more information about what we do or reach out to you? Sure. Yeah. The website is a really good place. It's indrarinsler.com. It's all one word. Okay. Uh, they can email me at indrarinsler at gmail.com. And uh, for your listeners, I'm going to have two special offers. If you uh, email me, I will, and you send me your birth date, time, and place, date, time, and place, then I will send you your Vedic astrology chart. And oh, I will wow. send you That's a little neat. side chart, which will show you how to read it. And then uh, also, if you're interested, I'll send you the Enneagram test. So it's a five or 10 minute test and it works for most people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a it's a uh, a short uh, it's three paragraphs it's it's uh, two sets of three paragraphs, and you pick one of those three one of those three paragraphs in each of the two sets. One is A, B, and C. One is X, Y, and Z, and it gives you a code as to what the number is. And then I'll also send you a page which has the stories on them. So you read, you get a number, and then you go. Uh, we we use for the enneagram uh, types, we 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 call them by number, but we also have names, and not mm -hmm. everybody uses the same name. And we use the number, but it's not a hierarchical number. It's just a, a number. And, sure, just uh, an ordering system, not like one is best or something like that. Yes, absolutely. They're all stinky. So yeah. there's none that are any better. There, there are some that look like they're having a better time. There are some that are more sensitive. There are some characteristics of each, but they, they're, they're neither good nor bad. They're all very sticky and, and, and they're all on their high side are, um, are enlightened. Well, thank you. That is, uh, that's so very generous. I truly appreciate that. Um, Okay, I will actually put all of that in the show notes, a link to your website, as well as your email address so that people can reach out to you and maybe um, get one of those gifts that you're offering, which is very kind. Is sure. there anything? Facebook's a, Facebook's a good place to oh, okay. Facebook. you if you're interested. Great. Yeah, I love yeah. that. You have a group or a page or something? I have, a, I have a, a personal page, which has a lot of people and a lot of writing. And then I have a public page because that's the only way you can do um, 
uh, ads, which sure. I've done not, <laughs> not very successfully. And uh, you can you can like that too. I I put stuff over there too, but the but the main page is the is more of the place. Okay. To be. Well, thank you so very much, Indra. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Okay, great. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. Bye now.